Hello, human. Are you one of these people that have been living in a hole the last few years and have no idea about this hemp revolution that is occurring on our planet? Hemp is, for those of you who don't know, an amazing plant. And it's an amazing plant for so many reasons. One, because we can eat it and it is incredibly nutritious. And the other one is that it's basically like a carbon sponge. It just sucks carbon out of the atmosphere and puts goodness back into the soil, helps regenerate soils, which have been depleted for a, an array of different reasons over the years. So it is a plant that is not only good for us, but the planet. So wonder plant. It's here to save, save us and mankind. Why am I telling you this? Because this podcast is brought to you by the Brothers Green. And the Brothers Green are an incredible Christchurch-based company that produces nutritious, sustainable, New Zealand-grown hemp-based foods, which are super tasty. The Brothers Green are on a mission to eliminate chronic disease through nutrition, and they're achieving this by utilizing premium New Zealand-grown hemp, nature's most nutrient-dense seed. I struggle with that word nutrient for some reason. Hemp is a complete protein containing all 20 amino acids as well as a good source of essential fatty acids, specifically omega-3 and 6, which means it's a great plant-based alternative to fish oil. Using only premium South Island-grown crops, you won't find any nasties either. The Brothers Green use only spray-free hemp seeds and organic where possible, which is great to know, meaning their range will not only benefit your health, but the health of our land, Aotearoa, New Zealand. Hemp is one of these funny things that's been shrouded in confusion and has a bad name because people associate it with cannabis. Understandably, it is a cousin. It looks pretty much identical. Um, and they kind of box the two in together, but they're so different. Hemp is a non-psychoactive cousin of cannabis, so there's no, there's no buzziness about it. It's just an, a, a plant that is really healthy. Think of it like kale. And we've, humans have been using it for thousands of years and only recently did it sort of all this weirdness start happening and it became illegal. And then we, for about 100 years, it was, you couldn't get it. And then it was only animal food. And then very recently it's become legal again and it has just boomed. You just see hemp everywhere now. And it is so good to see because it is such an important, such an important, ambassador for change and growth not only in New Zealand but throughout the world so couldn't be happier to have partnered with Brothers Green and for any listeners out there who are curious or you may be just hemp fanatics I really encourage you to go check out the Brothers Green products they've got oil seeds fiber protein and they're just the top quality top quality products so Go check out the Brothers Green website. That is www.thebrothersgreen.co. And if you use the promo code CMPODCAST on checkout, that's all lowercase, all one word, that's CMPODCAST, you will get 15% off any of their products. Go do it. That's the brothersgreen.co promo code CMPODCAST for 15% off. Booyah! This podcast was also brought to you by my Patreon. Patreon, for those of you who don't know, is an incredible, really cool service that enables creator weirdos to collaborate and connect with amazing people like you on a really 
way better level than ordinary social media platforms. Basically how it works is I'm just creating all sorts of unique, exclusive content on Patreon to share with people. That doesn't go out on my Instagram or YouTube or Spotify or anything. It's all behind the scenes, way more personal stuff. I just finished a 40-day songwriting challenge and I was sharing all of those songs from the challenge through Patreon. And it was a really cool way for us to connect and, and for me to share share these songs and these work in progress songs and get feedback and, and just have a way more personal connection. So it's really cool. Go check out my Patreon. It may not be for you. It's not for everyone. But if you just love what I do and you'd love to connect on a deeper level and have access to way more awesome stuff, go check it out. You will see there's a little video and a little bit of a script on what it's all about, what it means to me, how you can get involved. And you'll also see the different tier system where you can come in at different price points and have access to different types of content. So it's a really cool thing. I invite you to go check that out. The link is below. That is it. This week on the podcast, I had a very good friend of mine. His name is Cam Watts. He is the mastermind behind Woo Woo NZ absolute beast he funnily enough actually designed the artwork for my podcast so awesome and i just love cam's artwork it's it's really quirky unique and really just makes you feel warm inside when you look at it it just it just makes you feel good uh he definitely brings a a, a dose of consciousness to his artwork and recently Baba Ram Das shared one of his posts, which is a, a big deal. It's a big deal. It's Ram Das people shared one of Cam's wonderful pieces of artwork. Cam is, is a very good friend of mine. He, him and I connected very quickly within the first few minutes of meeting each other. I knew we were going to be friends. And he's a real truth seeker. He's just out there doing the work peeling back all the layers, going through the, the fire and the rough stuff to just become a better human and serve people to the best of his ability. He's just such a such a good-hearted man, and I love chatting to him. We spoke about all sorts of buzzy things, consciousness, life after death, reality, what is it, and all sorts of crazy things. So I do invite you to go get some kind of beverage. I'm just finishing off a little coffee here. You might want a kombucha. You might want a, a hemp drink, maybe. But whatever you want, go get it and enjoy this podcast. Lots of love, you guys. I super appreciate you taking some time to listen to this conversation, and I will see you at the end. Peace. Humanity's consciousness is reflected in our society. It's the innately human belief system. Oh, yeah. We get stronger because we learn how to cope with these things as we grow. Talking about these real, real things, we just said it was so similar, man. Welcome to the Kieran McMeekin Podcast. We've done our pranayam, we've spoken some shit, mm-hmm. and we're live. Hey, bro. We're live. Kia ora, brother. Good to see you, man. Good to see you too, bro. Here we are. Yeah. So, bro, you've been on a mission, you've been overseas, you're back in New Zealand, Tell me what's what's been going on. What's alive in your world at the moment? 
What is alive in my world? <laughs> There's too like, much oxygen's gone to your head. You're just like yeah, yeah. hallucinating right now. Well, we did just make up our own pranayama. <laughs> Maybe that's alive in my world. Yeah, I feel like that. we should actually probably include that in the final podcast. Actually, just the ridiculous pranayamas that we just did and how yeah, yeah. ecstatically high on life we are right now. It's like, how do you expect us to have a proper podcast now when we're just hanging out in this fake that's... astral world? Yeah, that's so that's cruel what pranayama. I just did to you, actually. I was just telling you about someone that used to suck oxygen up their sphincter and then i just asked you about 10 seconds later like how are you <laughs> and we're recording and you're just yeah, like yeah. you're just yeah, like yeah. what <laughs> no i have to come back down to reality and ask like answer a, a yeah. very like yeah, good question yeah. okay i'm gonna yeah. lay it on you yeah give it to me bro okay so obviously quit my job yeah seven years in advertising uh and that was a huge step went mm. all in, all in on woo woo while simultaneously um traveling to bali mm -hmm. and now i'm back after a lot of inward work a lot of introspection and self-inquiry i'm very clear on uh on what i'm here to do and mm. that now right now this chapter of my life is is just growing is growing woo woo and that's put that taking up it's consuming a lot of my time but uh i feel like you know i think it's that gary v quote if you want that one percent life you know mm. you need to act in a one percent way i'm just dedicating a lot of time to, to growing the business um and and my own spiritual growth and that's kind of where that's what's what i'm thriving on at the moment yeah i guess it's cool when for you and i have a similar thing like the personal work that you do directly flows out into your creative endeavors mm. and it's it's a nice harmony especially with woo woo because it's yeah it's, you know that, like the, the work is very conscious and explorative and um it's out there and you're kind of doing that out there you were saying before that kind of i don't want to call it fringe work but it's definitely not common kind of nah. growth work and then it's nice to be able to take what you learn and then express it through artwork and 100 percent to others yeah yeah 100 percent. and i'm actually mm. really like really lucky in that sense because yeah. This definitely isn't the right phrase, but it is in some ways killing two birds with one stone or <laughs> or more giving two birds life with one. Yeah, one bit uh, of seed, one bit of uh, sunflower seed. Yeah. You've just yeah. split a sunflower seed and you've fed two birds. Exactly. It's a way That's more it. conscious way of saying it. hundred <laughs> percent. And so yeah. the work that I'm doing is, yeah. is, is just like a direct correlation um, between that and what I can feed through woo woo. And it's almost like, it's just become one, become part and parcel with, with each other because yeah. 
you know, I've been on this journey for quite some time, like a decade. And like I said, it's really ramped up recently. But the, the yeah. more practice to do, the more uh, the more knowledge I acquire just through reading and, and these conversations and just literally just like having spirit permeate through my life. Mm. Um, and doing things like, you know, the Vipassana and January and stuff, that's all giving me a new lens or a new perspective or just something to creatively channel and, and, and express through, through artwork. And that's where I'm really lucky because it's like, yeah, it's, it feeds each other. Yeah. What's your experience of spirit? Like what, how do you experience spirit? <laughs> yeah. Good question. Yeah. To me, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a subtle knowing and I've always had a, a, an explanation that there was something else, there's something yeah. bigger, but the more I've been able to sit in stillness and get to a place beyond thought, that's when you just feel that sort of inexplainable uh, commune with the divine, the black. Yeah. It's so hard to articulate because it's not living in a world of words, but it's it's almost like, you know, we're we're in this world of duality with ego, identity, and then mm -hmm. soul. And mm -hmm. if we do the work to quiet the mind, then suddenly we're resting in that soul backseat and the witness and the buddhi mind. And that sort of just, the more you sit in that over time, the more it sort of just has this sort of, I guess, subtle profound effect that starts you you just you just feel it i don't really know how else to explain it yeah it's just super interesting that a lot of people you know huge percent i don't know the the numbers obviously but a huge percent of people have very similar experiences to you i've had similar experiences to you and people throughout very long time human history mm -hmm. particularly in our knowledge the last two three four five thousand years there's been accounts of this and i find it really interesting that modern science has explained so much to us but one thing they can't explain yet is is there a god is there was there a creator what hap what was there before you know this universe was here these kind of questions that we can't explain but it's ta i think at this point that it's tapping into the same question it's you can't quite explain it and it's because we don't know yet we literally don't know what it is but there's these phenomenon phenomena that occurs like there's a phenomena that happens when you just sit back and in, in yourself and you're not listening to the the monkey mind you're just sitting back and, and you'll receive these messages or you'll just get an inspiration, you'll get an intuition. It's like, mm. you can't explain that. There's no scientific, like, oh, this means balagaja. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the thing. And we can measure that. We can see the, you know, the atoms in action. We can't, you know, this, and yeah, it's just super, super interesting. And I just, I'm really curious, you know, in the next hundred thousand million years, if we survive that long, what information will be, uncovered that may answer these like huge lifelong questions that for sure man it's for super sure ex exciting man. And it's definitely like a 
we're definitely entering a new era in that sense though. I mean yeah. like it does feel like <sighs> you've read you've read um mm. Celestine. Of course. <laughs> Celestine. <laughs> you know Celestine. The, you know at the start, I found it really fascinating at the start when he's talking about for a lot of human history we had religions that would sort of be directing culture and spirit mm. was just thriving throughout everything we did like there was a lot of clashes but there was also a lot of belief and when the church was sort of governing uh society in like the middle ages everyone just was putting everything down no matter what it was like their crops died or, or their cows mm. died or something happened they're like oh it was just god's will like that yeah. everything was being answered by god mm-hmm. and then when the priests were the priests were the middlemen between these sort of just everyday people and the church because they were the only ones that could sort of decipher the scriptures and translate the scriptures when the priests started becoming uh corrupted People stopped believing in God, and then so, mm-hmm. then they started turning towards science, yeah. um, and they sent off people all around the world to come back with new findings, and, and they wanted answers essentially because they're like, oh well, now God's not, not God's not true because these mm-hmm. priests have been corrupted. They can't be true. We need answers. So science started delivering answers, mm-hmm. but then we've completely lost spirit. Mm-hmm. And now we're entering this area era of okay, well, science can't answer everything either, and we're almost bringing back spirit into our lives, and it's like this perfect blend of the two. And this is when it's getting really exciting. That's when like Joe Dispenza and stuff is fascinating mm. because he's yeah. suddenly able to back up a lot of his findings with tangible, you know, scientific results. Which is, I think, it's we're entering a pretty epic era in that sense. Yeah, and the likes of Wim Hof just through meditation visual visualization being able to access different parts of the brain activate different parts of the brain that scientists didn't know was able we were able to access that stuff's crazy and who knows where that will lead like i think there's a there's a place for both i think it's i've become a lot more interested in science i used to hate science growing up same (laughs) but it was so boring man like it's so interesting when you get someone like neil degrasse tyson telling you about astrophysics and um, explaining really cool things to you that that you can just it's it's practical and it's fun mm. and it makes you think it really makes you think and I guess being slightly older helps as well where you're not just consumed with like erections and thinking about you know girls and you know you yeah, yeah. Got a bit of a lot of you know, ca- <laughs> dude being a teenager is like Man, why do we go to school when we're a teenager? I feel like we should just go do press ups, just go do like <laughs> physical activity, and just like burn that that excessive amount of like energy that is just centralized well, around the genitalia. It's funny you say that because I'm just I'm reading at the moment multi orgasmic man. You know that Taoist yes. sort of. Um, I think you've read it too. Yeah, I've read it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I love how it's just like masquerading as like quite a like out there title, but then it's got Taoist. Yeah sexual practices yep. all the way through and so yep. much of it is about channeling that second chakra energy up the mm-hmm. spine 
to be used for creative energy. If I knew yeah. all that back then, like if I actually had like some kind of Taoist, like, you know, like yeah. this little, these, this little guru just telling me that I didn't have to deal with these wild erections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I could channel that, channel that energy into something yeah. useful, useful. I, I reckon yeah. adolescence would have been quite different. 100% man. Like I would have been able to focus, focus more on like what I was learning, yeah. you know, for one. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, I, I loved that book. Like I, it's super challenging though, man. Like I was just, we were random story, but I was watching, um, my girlfriend's younger brother do Ninja Gym. I was telling you about it just before. For those yeah. people listening, who don't know what Ninja Gym is. It's this new craze exercise thing it's like a jungle gym for for adults basically and you're climbing you're pulling things and you're gallivanting around upside down and all these cool things and i was watching him do it yesterday he was in a competition and he he eventually fell off about three quarters of the way through because he had lost all um feeling in his hands completely gone and we were just chatting about like the fact that he it's because he's not one of the reasons probably because he's not really breathing when he's making his way through the through mm -hmm. the course you know it's very difficult to sort of be breathing and have that presence and focus on what you're doing and maintain and it's the same with kind of sex life is like to be able to breathe and be present and do that it's just like it's very difficult you know and that's a one of the things that i think in western kind of families growing up and young kids growing up there's no there's no talk about the breath at all and particularly in regards to boys and, and girls growing up we do, you know we don't learn any of this stuff and we then we just kind of get thrown out into the world to try and deal with relationships and sex and these huge things aspects of our lives that we just got no idea how to deal with it and books like this are so valuable um, mm. because they just basic things it's like breathing and being aware of your body and and channeling energy other other places around your body and energizing and, and utilizing that energy not just to, to to escape the body but to be used and and it's a it's a hard practice like i still to this day challenge with it and mm -hmm. it's one of those ones that you kind of wish you learned when you're a kid like you know you're learning to spell you're learning to breathe and learning to to move energy around your body how cool would that be man you're, you're so right it's it's yeah. it's so it's so crazy to me that like breathing is the one thing we come out of the womb just knowing how to do we yeah. just know how to do it it's a, it just happened yeah. it's a happen. Mm -hmm. and the different ways we can utilize breath to to help us thrive in different areas of our life is is become like such a key ingredient for me like especially obviously doing that 100 hour yin training like you mm -hmm. learned a lot of pranayama techniques much the ones that we just made up before <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know like if through I'm, your ears yeah it's like <laughs> if i'm feeling a little bit anxious i'll do a little nadi shodana which is the alternative mm. nostril yeah. breathing mm -hmm. um if you just breathe in through one side of the nadis through your left side, that's lunar breath, and you just get it circulating one day, that'll make you feel a little bit more sleepy. If you go the other right, which is solar, that'll make you feel a little bit more alive and thriving. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you're 
before you're going into a meeting, like a little bit of and that's going to like get you a little bit more fire and, and clear. Mm-hmm. And there's all these different mm-hmm. things we can, we can do that the ancient yogis and stuff just knew, but for some reason, like our, our Western society, it wasn't still considered quite woo woo. And we just had it being taught and like, yes, tools would be perfect. We would yeah. be able to utilize that. I guess part of it is, the fact that not that long ago we didn't western cult like before the 1960s western mm. culture had no idea about this this stuff there might have been the odd case but i guess it's still super recent and with any kind of implementation it does take time especially when it comes to like policies or new education systems and and integrating that into mainstream education yeah. it does just take a lot of time and I mean, even already you start like someone said the other day that they're doing a lot of places are doing yoga in schools now and younger, you know, for the younger kids and just getting just doing yoga and focusing on breathing and stuff. And, and it, it's it's actually starting to happen. And I wouldn't be surprised that when you and I are eventually dads, <laughs> whenever that is, that that it would be you want to adopt? a lot more common. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Let's do this, bro. I feel like we're ready. You and me would be awesome dads. I think we'd be great dads. They'd be breathing yeah. so much. Yeah. Although, yeah, we. It would be quite. Oh man, I'm probably going to get into some like triggering conversation, but I just feel like we're because we're quite similar, you and I, in a lot of ways, and I feel like there might be some big gaps. <laughs> <laughs> some gaps that were like lacking in our relationship in terms of raising a child yeah you know? i mean yeah i feel like we got a, a lot of stuff covered at the same time like yeah. let's uh, what have you got yeah, any gla- glaring gap oh i just i'm not super nurturing like i i am to a, a degree but say use my girlfriend talia for example she's like just that's so innate in her like you, you see <laughs> With, there's a young bubba, uh, her brother has just adopted a, a young boy, baby Jay, and he's so sweet. And and I'm I'm I have him, and we play, and I beatbox for him and stuff, and that's it's all fun. But when it comes time to really nurture the child and be with him and stuff, I've just I got a lot to learn in that department. But you see Talia with him, and he, she's just so so I don't know. It just seems so innate. There's that motherly quality that I think I'm lacking yeah, yeah. <laughs> and unless well, you've got that motherly that motherly yeah. quality then i think we might have some there might be some gaps in our parenting career together you need that polarity yeah but i feel <laughs> like because if we were to be thrown in that situation <laughs> naturally <laughs> naturally yeah. one of us would have to play the mother role and i would be happy to Ooh. happy to oblige i can do that you can do that i feel like i could i could do it I've just never thought. Just don't want even, to. <laughs> I just, no, no, no. I just never put myself in that situation where it's just like, okay, I've got to be the mother here. <laughs> I've got to have to be the mother. Okay, it's never occurred to me. So now that you now that you've put it in front of me as a possibility, I feel like I could train. You could train, and I feel both of us have some reps. Re- a relative, yeah, some lactating rep. I feel like both of us are pretty balanced with our divine feminine and masculine it's just we just need to we just need to let, let those motherly qualities bloom a little bit like, yeah give them 
Yeah, give them a bit of time. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if this is going to happen. Oh, well, if it does, at least we've, you know, it's, a seed has been planted and we won't be going from complete fresh, you know, we've had this discussion. Okay, I'll just ask one last question before we move off this topic. Yeah, hit me. Let's say I had a gun to your head and you have five seconds to name our child or else, <laughs> or else something bad happens. Yeah. You've got to name the child in five, four, Marcus. Oh, is it a boy or a girl? Girl. Two. Uh, (laughs) Aurelius. (laughs) Cool, man. I'm happy with both of those, actually. Quite like Roman. Yeah. Well, Marcus Aurelius was a... Oh, Marcus Aurelius. There you go. You were linking both of them. That went into my head. Yeah. Marcus was the first one that popped into my head after our mutual... um, uh, friend, let's just say friend, Aubrey. Oh, okay. Wrote meditations, Who? Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius. I do. I don't know. I don't know. I I just heard of his name. Cool. <laughs> we can't know everything in this life. No, we can't. Goodness me, people just expect you to know everything. I hey, here's a question back. for you. So, no, okay, no, 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 no. Right. I've got a question for you. Uh, there's a lot of talk about merging with AI in the next 100 to 200 years. But mm. if there was a gun to your head and in the next five years, AI, you know, we were merging with AI, we got implanted with a chip that had the whole power of Google and it's just boom, it's in there, it connects into your brain, you have Google wired inside of you. Mm-hmm. Would you take it? Five four three two one yeah yeah zero oh oh i'm surprised by that i thought you would have said no i thought you would have gone down the organic route i was gonna go no but like i feel like you know it'd be really interesting it'd be interesting to experience it for sure yeah i guess it would it would depend on let's say i've lived a, a thousand incarnations um, and maybe I'm not going home. Like I haven't cleared all my karma and I've got one more round. You're like, you know what? Like I've lived this many lives as a human. Like what I'm, I might just throw, roll the dice on this one and experience being Google. Yeah. Dude, this is where it gets a little tricky. Cause it's like, what, what is, does that, does that have a Wi-Fi receiver? Can they, can they send new programs, new iOS updates? Like, what access does an external force have into that chip? Yeah, that's, that's actually scary. I maybe I would like to retract that. <laughs> I was just thinking. Like, <laughs> you know, it I sounds impressive. In my head, I was like, oh, cool. We get like interesting superpowers. But I've always like loved, you know, in The Matrix when Neo um, downloads the ability to fly a helicopter like within like 10 seconds. Yes. Yes. That's it. I would love to be able to like just go boom. I can I can talk like Portuguese, bang, I can speak Japanese, boom, yeah. shakalaka, I can um I don't know, like weld. Weld. I can weld something. <laughs> How practical would that be though? You know, just a quick and boom, you've got like a, a helicopter with wheels, motorbike kind of helicopter thing, just from yeah, some yeah. skills. You're half Portuguese, Japanese welder. (laughs) 
It's pretty crazy though that we do have. I mean, essentially, do have this the whole cons- the whole kind of what is it the the full knowledge of human history is accessible by this thing and it's right there i mean it's just an extension of our hand it's pretty crazy yeah man um yeah and kind of off the back of that question you asked like i do it it is actually super concerning in my eyes like it's like we're 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 exponentially just expanding Mm. in terms of tech and it's like a it's just a one-way street you just can't see it slowing down any anywhere soon the only good i see coming from it is if we can heal ourselves as humanity heal ourselves and Mm. get to a space where we're using tech for good yeah that's the only way because otherwise i think it's just going to be like you know how much misuse there is now like with like the sort of mainstream instagram cultures like Mm. pretty skewed like but tech essentially like social media is an advanced it's it's another uh it's just an example of oneness it's like we've Mm. got this absolutely amazing uh just you know just example of just absolute unified human experience which is sort of like the source of all spiritual teaching it's like it's 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 one Mm. yet Mm -hmm. we we can't use that right now for the greater good and there are some obviously there are some people that are but like if we can heal ourselves first and and probably get back to a little bit of ancient uh, teachings and, and ancient philosophy and, and, and connect back to the land and, and more of the ceremony ritualistic stuff that has worked wonders and we can sort of blend that with modern day then and then start using tech for the greater good that's the way I see it working otherwise it's like God knows what could happen it gets quite scary yeah, yeah the idea of it certainly gets mm. scary and there's been enough films and talk to kind of freak us out a little bit who knows man i just it's super interesting when you look at things on a big time scale hey you know like a thousand years if we're already at this point a thousand years from now is just such a foreign concept and there's there's even chat around kind of ai taking over humans not in a in a necessarily negative way but that is the natural evolution of humans into this ai form Mm. It's, it's just such a foreign thought and and super repulsive thought because of the beauty that we we experience as humans but also the i guess yeah i that being human is so weird it's such a weird experience you know and there's so much information out there now that it's it's difficult i find to really discern what is truth Mm -hmm. um because there is so so much out there and there's been so much time lapsed and there's so many far-fetched ideas that we take as normal, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of really observe it. Like even just the idea of, of um, going to heaven, dying and going to heaven. I mean, that idea is very out there, but for thousands and thousands of years, we've taken it to be true. And even there's these crazy ideas that there's these kind of forces that are at play 
that aren't that are invisible we can't see them in these different dimensions that are you know taking our souls upon death as energy and you know spewing the the soul back down to earth and and it's kind of the karma that we know understand the um the uh what do you call that karmic loop yeah and and ways of explaining it's just like and i don't necessarily believe in that at all but it's there's, there's so much out there that it's difficult to know it's like what that's no more crazy than the crazy things that we take as truth now so it's what you said there yeah i, I definitely resonate it's what you said was getting harder and harder to discern truth mm -hmm. yeah because the sea of uh, sea of input that we have all the time like we're just constantly flooded with new ideas and yeah uh we're just now more than ever we're just constantly being flooded with so much stuff and i yeah. think that in itself makes it really hard to decipher yeah so that's why it's more important than ever to do practices to find stillness because that's, that's the only sort of way yeah because even then you're yeah. still looking through it feels like we're always looking through a sea of conditioning yeah. social conditioning um and when we do those practices to get quiet quiet the mind and and really the self-inquiry practice to realize where we're still stuck and where we're attaching ourselves to beliefs that are just layered on us from our parents or our culture or just the time that we're living on then we mm -hmm. when we really have that perspective and we we can start to see what is true and what isn't true, but it all comes down to like putting aside that time to, to, to get yeah. still and, and, and be at a level where you can discern rather than just what a lot of culture is doing now where you're just out there just getting like just bombarded mm -hmm. by all these things that just can sway you so easily. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think, I don't know, it's getting into conspiracy land, but I think it, it's better <laughs> to have a, you know, a society that is slightly confused because it does, you know, it's, it's hard to make decisions, really strong decisions when you're not sure. If you're certain and you have, you know, physical experience to back it up, you can even kind of prove it scientifically and you just know without shadow of a doubt something is true. Boom, you go. And you have the skills to inspire others to make, to make changes and to make, you know, and, and for it to last, for it to be sustainable, for a movement to really grow and, and flourish mm. and not just peter out, which so many do. Mm. Um, that it just takes a, a huge level of, of discipline and, and putting side time away to, as you say, is like do these practices and, and when you're being fed all sorts of different stuff on our phones and algorithms and stuff, it's, man, it it's a huge ask to be a really effective mm -hmm. and, and peaceful, loving human all the time. And, and maybe even impossible, but think, I think there seems to be a bit of a compounding effect that, you know, it's tough to start. It's tough to start because you're pushing a rock uphill, but the more you go, it builds and the practices, it starts becoming habitual and then it starts becoming really enjoyable. And then it mm. becomes, it's just like second nature 
And yes, yeah. you come back, you do things that set you back, but that that wall is that ball is in motion. Well, you, you can't know, you that, can't come back once you've once you've gone a particular way. There's there's no going yeah. back. Yeah. So yeah, that I even guess, if you do get knocked back a little bit, it's like once you once you know, you sort yeah. of know, and it's like it's it's all different yeah. from there on out. Yeah, yeah. Once you know, you, you don't you can't unknow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you just unless you just forget, but. Yeah, the, man, thing that, the thing that I'm interested about is like it's getting people it's it's having people start and how people start they everyone comes onto this journey in in a gamut of different ways but I feel like Like I worked in ad agencies for quite some time and mm -hmm. I've always had this sort of like belief that if you can sort of just transmit through a state of being rather than pushing, then eventually others uh, will just get sparked on a soul level. You know, there'll be that subtle knowing inside that might, might see something in you or, or, or just just vibe on something that you're saying and that will spark a subtle curiosity for them to go do their own work. And I feel, I felt mm -hmm. like that's, that's often the best way forward or having an experience is so key as well. Cause it's so hard yeah. to be like, Oh, yo man, like start to start meditating, start doing something. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I just sit here and my mind's just going all crazy and it's like not doing anything for me. That's why like those, experience to actually shift something in the first place can be so key you know like whether that's a really long yin, yin journey whether that's a psychedelic journey whether that's just a, a a transcending music journey you know something just to like to really shift within a, an initial experience that that mm -hmm. often can be such an integral start to the journey because yeah. what because yeah, it's man. it's all it's all intellectualized until you experience yeah. it yeah and it's just getting us i guess finding yourself in, in these situations i think definitely having an appetite for and staying open to different things like is is really key because these experiences will often happen where you least expect it like for me quite a profound experience and this is something simple this wasn't an enlightening enlightenment moment at all but it was i used to have a real resistance to dancing like mm. classic lad growing up um you know i'd only dance when i was drunk on the dance floor apart from that it would be really embarrassing you know so i'd just kind of stay to the side and i remember one particular moment i was out with our friend jasper and we were going to a concert and we stopped in at a bar on the way there and there was a kind of salsa night going on there, you know, and Jasper being his awesome self was straight, straight in there dancing. We had a mutual friend there and she, they were out dancing and I was sitting on the bar just like a, you know, outcast, just not, I was feeling awkward. And he, Jasper came up to me and, and tried to grab me. I was like, he's like, come on, bro. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good, man. And he's like, come on, bro. And I said, like, and I got really firm with him. I was like, no, I'm good. And I just realized how like uptight I was about going out there and dancing, you know? Anyway, so this this that kind of impacted me a little bit. I was like, there's something obviously there for me. And a few months later, I was working at a, a rehearsal studio, and there was this girl that used to come in regularly. And you know, we would get on 
we were really friendly with one another and she mentioned this cacao ceremony that was coming up this weekend and immediately felt resistant to it. She was like, you know, there's there's all nice people and there's dancing and I was just like, oh my goodness. And she's like, I'd really like, you should come. And for whatever reason, I initially felt resistant, but I was like, screw it. I'm going to like take this on. I'm just going to go there and see what happens and just be brave. And I didn't know anyone, but I went there and uh, one of the, f I started, you know, I went there, I was really early, so I didn't really, I didn't know anyone. I was chatting, having awkward conversations with people and eventually it started and you were sitting around in this big circle and I had this cacao, I had the little cacao drink and we had a little bean that we put under our tongue and, and we set these intentions and eventually the dance started to begin to happen and we, it was this kind of element, elemental dance so we were doing fire and then water and then wind and everyone was just in their own space, you know, and I was like, screw it. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to go with the flow, you know, and eventually kind of got into it. I was a little in my head, but I, I was having breakthroughs, you know, for one, I wasn't drunk for one. No one cared what, no one was even looking what I was doing. I was just had for the first time an opportunity just to be in my body and move around a little bit. And the cool, th that was such a big breakthrough. And the cool thing that happened that night, I happened to meet some amazing people that are still my really good friends to this day um that's where i actually met the organic mechanic crew at this cacao ceremony which kind of it, it sort of it was like a domino effect it just led to all sorts of other beautiful experiences but one thing that has really happened now is i love to dance and i really mean that like i just this weekend went to an ecstatic dance and the dance is now like again within the the realm of dancing it's like it's a domino effect has gone off because now it's led to me i was mentioning to you before i've been getting into this animal movement and really exploring my body expressing myself in different ways and even at the ecstatic dance it was like i just don't literally not an ounce of care what anyone else thinks because i, I know that they don't they don't care mm -hmm. they're in their own experience and it doesn't even matter if they thought anything of me it just doesn't matter because i'm I'm having so much fun exploring my body and getting to know my body and, and feeling the progress of, of stretching and moving in different ways. And now it's just such a joy. And that was the longest story of explaining <laughs> that the importance of putting yourself in these different scenarios that do make you feel uncomfortable because it, it gives the perfect opportunity for these new experiences to come up, which trigger a, a landslide of, of new things you know so i know i love it man i love it it's mm. because in, in in those experiences you start asking yourself those questions like okay yeah. why why am i a little mm. bit scared yeah. to dance what's in me is it yeah. and then and then you that's like a domino effect in itself it's like yeah. okay i'm scared to express myself now because conditioning tells me that it's a little bit strange for a guy to just go shake like crazy yeah in front of all these people and then you're like mm -hmm. well where's that conditioning come from because the seed was planted when i was a particular age and mm. yeah it's 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 all all that stuff we we sort of do which gets us out of our comfort zone are all sort of areas where we can start that little dialogue between like what's true in me and what's stopping me yeah 
a big, I think one of the big crippling things that stops people from, say, going to a yoga class or going to a meditation class or going to a dance, whatever, or a festival is that this fear of looking bad or this fear yeah. of, and you can distill that down to being abandoned, you know, in this like real yeah. primal New Zealand, uh, about to say New Zealand, primal human fear <laughs> of, being, of being abandoned. Yeah. And it, it makes so much sense. And I can understand why people, and myself included, still feel resistant to, you know, say a big resistance for me now. And this is something I actually wrote down the other day. I really want to start getting into plant medicine ceremonies and, and try try mushroom ceremonies, psilocybin ceremonies, ayahuasca ceremonies, because I feel it makes me feel really scared and and mm. anxious that, and I don't necessarily know why. I think it's it, that I'll lose control and that there's a, a part of me that's scared that I'll, I'll never come back. <laughs> But I think there's just enough times where people, you know, I've, I've been expressing myself in a, in a particular way and people laugh or people say you're dumb, you know, when you're, mm -hmm. when you're a kid and those lasting echoes of that wound still there today, which, which create resistance to trying new things and putting yourself mm -hmm. in these different experiences. But that's definitely something in the next year that I'm kind of putting out there to to explore and to get involved in because there's definitely a resistance there. It's like, oh man, it's the ultimate yeah. tool, tool of surrendering. It's like the yeah. art of surrender. That's why mm. I've always sort of resonated with yeah. that pathway. Yeah. I've, I've heard, you know, I can only say I've, I've heard, and I, I mean, I've, I've experienced to a certain extent, you know, cannabis, not, I wouldn't say cannabis ceremonies, <laughs> mm. if anything, but, but I understand that, this, you know, these feelings that come on with psychedelics to a certain extent, but I've heard some crazy things about DMT and psilocybin, you know, high dosing psilocybin, you just go to these incredible places and crazy places that, that you have to surrender to, otherwise you'll have a bad experience. But if you just breathe and go. For sure, it, for sure, yeah. man. It's, mm. And the reason why I think you would be 100% fine, that when you often hear people describe a bad trip it's because they've built up these walls their entire life this sort mm. of like identity construct and then mm. you have a sort of earth-shattering dose of psilocybin and it brings the walls down suddenly yeah. you realize that you're not all that stuff that you thought you were you're actually this unborn undying consciousness and it's a, it's it's hard to be like whoa, <laughs> this, yeah. this kind of like ego identity construct is all just a veneer, and I'm not yeah. all of that. So what am I? What am I without that? That's when people start freaking out. Yeah. And if you're doing a lot of inner work and you 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 know your shadow and you you journal and you're doing all this inward work, then that just goes part and parcel with a, a journey because yeah. It's, it's sort of synonymous with each other. Yeah. How do you, how do you, what do you think consciousness is? How do you define consciousness? Is it, if it I think it's defined? just, it's just the witness. It's, the witness. It's the absolute witness. Like when I tell people about, when I get into conversations with people who might be slightly curious about the path of the journey or, or meditation, just simple meditation, it's like, okay, close your eyes now mm. and watch your mind. 
And mm. when you have a thought, purely the fact that you can witness that thought means you can't be that thought, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are you then? If you're not the thought, you're the witness behind it all. Mm. And that seems to be a really good way of like a segue into, okay, so if I'm not my thoughts and I can witness this part to my body, it means I'm not my body. I can witness uh, my environment. It means I'm not the environment. So pure consciousness is just the, you can't even, it's just the, aha, uh-huh, it's like the, <laughs> you can't explain it. It's just the ever present sort of, um, sort of observational life force that just is never outside of the bounds of time. It's just pure presence in the here and now, and it's just, just watching do you think the consciousness uh, dies when we die? Or where do you, where do you think it goes? <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I definitely prescribe the karma and uh, astral and causal plan. So I feel like once we die, our consciousness, our soul lives on. We go back home for a little while because, mm-hmm. you know, earth is, isn't really our home. Like we're spiritual beings having a human experience. We, if we've burned up enough karma and we've, we've cleared a lot of that past life stuff that's, uh, and we've learned our lessons and we've become more, more or less free beings then we, we stay up in that realm and we don't need to come back another time. Um, and then beyond those sort of higher planes of consciousness, I think that's when you go into sort of, sort of oneness. That's when there's, cause there's still an element of individualness when you're a soul. It's like you're a soul that identifies with being, a, being separate, but you also simultaneously identify with being part of the all. Yeah. So, but then beyond that, that's when you talk about, you know, like I had a family member come see me in spirit or I had, uh, you know, there's still like an element of subtle individuality, but then beyond that, it's just like, it's just, it's just source. It's just one. Yeah. It's awareness. It's so cr- yeah. Isn't it exciting? The possibility of say theories like this or beliefs like this being proved one day of the, of tools instruments being able to literally observe that process occurring to be able to you know because mm-hmm. for all i know that that could be completely and utterly true and there's there's energy forces on different um, frequencies bandwidths that we just can't observe with our senses and even with the instruments tools that we have yet but well, that's I'm, just, I'm so interested yeah. in the medicine studies at the moment you know yeah like mm-hmm. the, the work that they're doing in psilocybin i think is integral to what you're saying yeah actually being able to to, to look at that research and re- and see what's happening you know like the, the experience i had recently with with Jaden, he was on your podcast there yeah yeah um we we went hero's journey um psilocybin dose <laughs> how much is that five milligrams? Is that Hero's Journey? Yeah, it's about five. Yeah. yeah. 
um, wow. and we we set we set some serious intention. We had this incredible space. We, you know, we had an amazing altar, uh, a beautiful ceremony, and just two yoga mats and our and our and a yin sequence between us that was five hours. And then we also had a five hour like one of these guys, like these giant these giant incense sticks. They literally say they go for five hours. Look, I mean, look at this. Look at this guy. Oh my goodness. And then um, it's like a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A vegan hot dog. Wow. Um and yeah. then we and then we put on music for mushrooms, which is East Forest album. Yes, I've heard about that. Yeah. Beautiful man. It's, it's just it's, mm. it's a ceremony in itself. Just super mm. held. You just feel super held and safe and it's it's conducive to sort of ascension. Um Oof. but yeah, that that um that dose and going in with that um level of uh, openness and receptiveness to what is was the most transformative transformative experience in my life. Uh, it was no way. It was when we talk about frequencies, like yeah. for, I, I more or less just was an absolute open vessel, like calibrated to source. Like there wasn't much cam there anymore. It was mm. more or less a dissolving. And for the first, for the second time in my life. Um, and this is when it does start sounding a little bit woo-woo. Um, I, I, I more or less channeled for a good hour. So I just had a sort of team of, of guides just blowing through me just with absolute audible words. Just, just, Whoa. yeah, just, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was far out. Like talking about the high working order of everything to, yeah. The, the climate that we're in right now in terms of uh, humanity and, and, and that we're teetering on either edge and, and the balance is so out of whack and there's people like myself and you that are having to, we, we really are having to play integral roles in, in bringing that balance back. And there was an element of um, like having to do it now, like there was a real element of like, get your shit together because I know these guides are working in a space that's beyond time, but they were like, the, the world's more or less about to go to stuff if, 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 you, if you don't sort of like get out of your own way and and just and just and channel that sort of save the world mentality. Like we're working towards something that's far beyond the known and, 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 and really a lot bigger than us. And that's when it was really hard to grasp. It was so far out. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, that's such a valuable experience to have. Uh, and so you're right, it is far out. And, but you experience what you experience. And I'm super curious, like what, you know, was that the big kind of insight if you had to distill down what you learned into a, you know, into a page? Could you do that? Were you journaling? Can you remember these key insights? Yeah, I was, what, I was. How did, Sorry. Oh, just like after that experience, you know, you said right at the beginning, very clear on what it is you need to do now. Mm -hmm. um, did you come away with it, with this kind of sequence of what you need to do now and yep. how to do it? Yeah. So, so not so much a sequence, but an overall theme. Um, mm -hmm. 
yeah not a super pragmatic sequence but i feel like i more or less knew that anyway the what was coming through there was this one moment where i was journaling Mm -hmm. um i was struggling to keep up with the oh yeah what was coming through so my it was more or less dark just a couple a little candle flame and my hand was just moving and my eyes were closed and what somehow the next day i could decipher most of it but um the me- a, a lot of the message that kept coming through was they were like, we've given you the language. Um, they kept going on about this language um, to interpret the divine, the divine teachings. And it was like, don't go, don't be afraid to stand and speak it because the language is yours. It's like you're in, you're, it's your innate language. And I, I took that to be love. Love is the language and also mm-hmm. woo-woo is a visual language. So my job here my why i'm here and my mission is to live from a place of love cultivate a state of being which is love and then express that and however and whatever means i see through through artwork and and the more that people can sort of see these messages of of truth Mm. then that's raising the collective and that's that's more or less what was it was told to me. Wow. Yeah, it was a it was a lot, man. It was actually mm. quite a lot to come to come back from, but it was also a lot of like I didn't I was always struggling to believe how yeah how far out it was. Not not from the fact that that these guides were having such a clear dialogue. I was struggling to believe that I was shown like the height of my soul contract. And I was struggling to believe like that was me. I was like, what, really? That little old me, like capable of mm. all of that if I just get out mm. of my own way? Mm. And that was kind of hard to deal with. I was like, oh, like I don't know if yeah. I'm up for that. But The ego kicks back in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I had no, I have no choice to believe it, you know, whether it was on medicine yeah. or not, it's coming from somewhere. Yeah. Even if that was, you know, the skeptics might say, oh, that was that was a coming from the, a deep part of your brain. And even if it was, that is epic anyway. And what an amazing gift to receive and experience and then apply back into your life. It doesn't, well, we may not know yet where that, that message, that channel came from. And you, you have your view on where it came from and I believe you in that. But I think the key is for people to understand it's like, that's coming from somewhere and that is outside of the normal narrative that is being fed to you through either external places or maybe stories you tell yourself from ego places like, Oh no, I couldn't do that. Or, Oh man, like, Oh, what if that happened? None of that was going on. So Mm. you're receiving a very clear, empowered, beautiful message. And it doesn't, it doesn't, really matter at this point where that came from the fact is that it was being told to you loud and clear and that's that's a beautiful thing and and we're all here for that you know (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. we're all here like in our own little ways or or large ways we're all here if we can if we can get to that it doesn't need to be on those deep journeys like it, it does take an element of faith and trust that we are all here with our own unique expression to raise the collective. But mm. that was just my, my, my path. Um, yeah. Translating this language, but I do gen- genuinely feel like that 
language is love and sending that out through music which is what you do sending that out yeah. through just you're working at a cafe behind the counter and you look into someone's eyes and you transmit the that state of love and you see them as a soul like that's 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 sending the language it's like whatever means possible that we can just express express love and our own unique expression is, is doing what we're here to do yeah yeah man it's and in the in those challenging moments and this is something i'm by far not a expert at in the challenging moments when you know life's difficult there's people that are moody or angry or rude mean to to come back to that love and to be able to see through it and still return to love i think that's where the work is you may receive this insight but it's a constant returning to that to that insight to return to love return to love yeah bro, that's it man that is the mm. work you're right well, bro, thanks so much for your time, man. Appreciate Thank you, brother. It's been amazing. Hello, wonderful human. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. We went to some pretty strange areas, as you do when two friends get together can't all be serious we've got to just throw a little bit of nonsense in there from time to time hope you enjoyed it if you want to connect with cam and the woo woo community go check him out he's got a big presence on instagram uh his website is woowoo.co.nz and i also remind you to go check out brothers green go check out their products for 15 percent off the oil the hemp the hemp seeds the fiber the protein high quality spray free nutrient-dense, premium New Zealand-grown hemp. Amazing product. Go check it out. 15% off their products using the promo code CM Podcast upon checkout. That's all lowercase, all one word. That's thebrothersgreen.co, promo code CM Podcast. Boom. Also, Patreon. Go check it out. If you love what I do, if you love this podcast, you love my music, and you'd love to have an even more personalized exclusive experience of it all go check it out there's a video there for you to watch there's a script that goes into a lot more detail than what i just explained and go see if it's for you that would mean a lot to me if you take two minutes two measly minutes to go check out my patreon page link is below go check it out apart from that i've got a lot of changes coming up in my life over the next few weeks i'm just in the process of moving uh, so things are going to be changing, but I'm excited and a little nervous about it all, but you know, you just gotta, you just gotta breathe deep and take it head on, trust that everything will fall into place. So I hope you're all doing super well out there. Thank you again for taking some time to tune into this with me. Lots of love from my corner to yours, and I'll see you on the next podcast. Mwah.